You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Nick. I'm the lead pastor here at Calvary. And today is our Vision Sunday, if you didn't know that. Uh, We have some cool things we're gonna be sharing and celebrating. We look forward to also, for those here in person, you might notice you know, still under construction a little bit here. And uh, next Sunday, as you walk in, it's gonna look totally different. The carpet's gonna be all new. The sound booth's gonna be all finished. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. And so we're excited to see what God is doing here at Calvary. And, uh, and then for those who are catalysts here, uh, we are going to be uh, having a brief catalyst meeting after service here in the sanctuary. Uh, if you can hang around just for a brief period of time, we can kind of go over our normal uh, voting and things that we got to go through. If you aren't a catalyst and you're like, uh, I'd love to see what happens, you're welcome to stay as well if you want just to kind of observe and watch how things go here at Calvary and how we function. And uh, we'd love to have you join us for that just to observe if you want. So today, uh, throughout this month, we've been walking through this series called A Church Without Walls. And, and what does it mean to be a church without walls? And And today we're kind of wrapping that up uh, on this Vision Sunday, and we're going to get to hear here in a little bit uh, some cool updates and celebrate some cool things God has done. Now, uh, when you, uh, I don't know your history with church or your past of attending church or going to church, but I don't know if you've ever asked yourself this, like why we have a church or why do we do what we do as a church? Why do I even come to church? I don't know if you've asked that question. It's an important question to ask. And I, I know as we've been talking about being a church without walls, that can take on so many many different forms and shapes. You know, as a church, we could morph into a, a nonprofit that solely meets the physical needs of our community. We, we could try to take on everything, go in a thousand different di- directions, uh, in a well-intentioned effort to, to be that one-stop shop for all the needs in our area, the physical needs and the relational needs and the emotional needs and, and, and the financial needs and the spiritual needs. You can go on and on and on. But, but what I want to share with you briefly uh, today on this vision Sunday, uh, before we share some exciting things that God has done this past year and, and the things that we're looking forward to uh, in this upcoming year, I, w- I want to share with you uh, kind of the grid or the filter for how we express our, our way of being a church without walls and, and, and really how we feel called to express our mission. And, and that's all, honestly our grid. That's our filter. It's, it's our mission. You see, going on 51 years now, Uh, A group of people founded this organization 51 years ago, and it was called Calvary Assembly. Uh, It wasn't just any organization or nonprofit that was started. It was a church. And and as a church, its its mission was clear 51 years ago. It wasn't a mission outlined by a founder or a group of founding members. It's a mission that was communicated by Jesus himself. It's recorded in, in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, starting in verse 19. Here's here's what Jesus said. This is the mission he's given all of us as followers of Jesus. He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is called the Great Commission. You've probably heard it before. And, and it's called the Great Commission because co literally means with and mission. So it literally means the mission that we pursue with each other. 
It's a joint mission that we are on, that we are pursuing. And when you look at this, there's a really important question that should be asked. It's, it's a question of hermeneutics. And hermeneutics is a really big word, which just basically means how you study the Bible. And, and here's the question, the hermeneutical question, the, the question that, that you should always ask when you see the word therefore in scripture. And the question is, what is it there for? Anytime you see therefore in the Bible, you're reading through the Bible and your devotions and, and, and you get to this word therefore, always ask the question, what is it there for? And when you ask that question, you go back a few verses and answer the question, what is it there for? Because therefore is a statement of this Therefore, this. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples. Okay, that's cool. But what's the therefore? And we want to back up a few verses to verse 16. Here's what Jesus uh, kind of transpired leading up to that statement, that great commission that Jesus said. It says then, verse 16, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. And there were 11 because Judas was not one of the disciples any longer at this point. He had uh, betrayed Jesus and, and at this point had taken his life. And uh, Then the, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. So Jesus had told them, hey, meet me in this spot. Now, if you read a lot of the commentaries and scholarly writings about this, we aren't sure when Jesus told them to go to this mountain, but at some point, Jesus had given them kind of a clue, uh, 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 information saying, you are to go to this mountain, meet me there. So he goes there, and when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Could you imagine? Some still doubted that this Christ, this Jesus that had died on the cross has now rose again. And in verse 18, it says, then Jesus came to them, and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus makes this impressive statement. Think about this. All the authority of heaven and on earth, all the power has been given to me. And, and that word authority is the Greek word exousia. Exousia literally means official right or power. Jesus is saying, I've been given the official right, the official power from heaven. And Jesus bestows on us as his followers this authority, this right, this power for one thing. Not to serve him better, not to, to know him better, but ultimately to make him known. All authority was given to Jesus and he extends that authority now to us for one purpose. To pursue one mission. Go and make disciples. Like, he, he could have given that authority for so many different things, but he, he gave that authority, therefore, go and make disciples. And this is our mission. This is our calling as a church. When we talk about being a church without walls, this is our aim. At, at Calvary, we phrase that great commission this way, that we are here to lead people into an overflowing life with Jesus. That's just our way of saying that, what that great commission says. And, and those are nice words. And, you know, Jesus' great commission, are, they're nice words, and they're maybe encouraging or challenging, but they are completely pointless if we don't evaluate ourselves to that mission, if we don't celebrate what happens in the context of that mission, and if we don't use that mission as our filter, they're just words. We've all been part of companies and businesses and organizations that have wonderful mission statements and all of these words that sound so good on paper or on a wall or on a website. But if they're not a filter, if they're not our context for celebration, if, if, if they're not our guide, then they're pointless. You see, it's easy to drift from our mission. As a church, as any organization, it's easy to drift from mission. It's easy to forget and pursue other things that can be good things, but they're not the right things. 
It's easy to do that. In his book, uh, in the book entitled Mission Drift, which was uh, released in 2014, Dr. Peter Greer, he makes this challenging statement about mission drift in any organization. Here's what he said. He said, most organizations have not willingly, consciously changed direction. Most have not volitionally chosen to soften their Christian distinctives. Neither Harvard nor Yale held a mission change day where they, they mapped out their new identity. Instead, they drifted quietly, gradually, and slowly. And one day, they hardly resembled the institutions their founders intended. And, and, and as we share vision today, as we celebrate what God has done in our church and through our church, all of that needs to be done in the context, ultimately, of who we are are here to be, why we are here, what our mission is, and, and what we feel called to continue to be. As Dr. Greer uh, goes on later in the book, he says, mission true organizations decide that their identity matters and then become fanatically focused on remaining faithful to this core. The key to mission true organizations isn't a charismatic leader, Rather, their practices are transferable to any organization, denomination, or ministry. And this, this is our calling today as a church. Our identity isn't in what we do simply when we gather. Our identity isn't in how we worship, how we do church, or the strategy that we take. Because all of those things have changed over the last 51 years. And, and can I tell you, they should continue to change. And I hope they continue to change. Calvary looks drastically different today than it did in 1972. And I would hope it'll look even more different in 2072 than it does today. Because our approach, our style, and our strategy should always be changing. But what doesn't change is our mission, why we're here. And in pursuit of that mission, my hope for us as a church, my hope for us as a community of Jesus followers this year is, is that we would continue to pursue that mission and make a noticeable, recognizable impact in our community around us. That, that the Norwin area would be a different place because Calvary Church is here. That, that as people move into this area, as people come to shop here and eat at the wonderful restaurants we have, that, that as people attend different events in this community, that there would be something different here. Not, not because we just have nice people, not, not because people are just financially well off or, or that we just have a really good school district. My, my hope, my prayer is that the effects of the gospel would be visible to those in this community and those coming into this community from the outside. You see, our identity as a church isn't based on what we do because that's gonna change through the generations, but it's based on what we are helping our community to become. And, and this is a simple idea that, that I wanna share with you and we're gonna kinda celebrate and share some cool things happening. Our identity isn't based on what we do. It, it's, it's, it's based on what we are helping others become. And, and that's our calling, to help others become what Jesus said they should, that we are called to go and make disciples. And as we celebrate, as we look forward, as we anticipate another year of watching God move, we do so through the lens of what we are helping others become. We are filtering our expressions to step out of our walls to bless and serve and support our community, not as some nonprofit or, or service organization, but as a church whose mission is to lead people into an overflowing life with Jesus. 
That is our mission. It remains our mission and it will continue to be our mission. Because if we can keep that in view, if we can keep that in focus, what we do will always be true to that. We won't allow our church to drift into other things and, and doing things that aren't in the scope of what Jesus has called us to do. Because we want to make a difference in this world and in this community. And we're going to celebrate some of that today and share some cool things happening. But we don't just do that for the sake of accolades or just because they're good things. We do those things because they are gospel-centered things. Because we believe it's our calling. It's in line with our mission from Jesus himself to transform our world. We aren't just here to gather as many people in this building as possible. We are here to send everyone out to make the greatest impact we can in Norwin and Westmoreland County around the world. That is our calling. And I'm so excited to be part of a church that is doing that. I'm not speaking these words to, to a group of people, to, to a, a, a church or a community that, that need to hear it because they're not doing it. We are doing it. And you know what I wanna do? I wanna do that even more effectively. I wanna do that at an even greater level. That there are 350,000 people in Westmoreland County. There are 45,000 in Norwin. Let's reach everyone. Let's make sure everyone hears of the good news of Jesus Christ, the love and the grace that he extends to them, even in their hurting, broken moments. Let's be that kind of a church. And, and today, throughout the next uh, a little bit here, we wanna share some cool things that God has done and is continuing to do. See, see sometimes we can get into this uh, rhythm of, hey, man, we wanna always be striving for something else, but, but it's important to stop and to celebrate what God has done. Because if all we do is strive, we miss out on giving praise and glory to the God who has been so good that we sang about earlier. He is so very good and we are so blessed to, to be able to look back and say, man, look what God has done. And then in the context of that, say, look forward in, in, as we look to our mission to pursue, uh, to lead people into an overflowing life with Jesus, to see what God is about to do and what we are looking to and planning for and preparing for. So this morning, I wanna invite Pastor Jason, our, our worship and arts pastor up here and, and, and he's gonna share some awesome things that God has done and, and what we're looking forward to with, uh, through our worship and, and through uh, just different creative arts that we uh, get to be part of. Uh, can you give it up for Pastor Jason this morning? And man, we're so blessed to have an incredible team here uh, that leads us in worship, uh, both that you see on a platform and behind the scenes. And uh, Jason is, a, is, is the one who spearheads that. And we are just grateful to have him here and uh, have his talents, ability, but more importantly, his heart. And uh, I'm just grateful for you, Jason. Uh, thanks for, for being up here to share with us some awesome things God's doing. Yeah, um, so I wanted to share some, some good things from uh, this past year um, that have happened. Um, Obviously, we've been working on some uh, different things in our sanctuary setup, um, and um, if you didn't notice, uh, we got new projectors back in uh, Jan January yeah. uh, of last year, which was a really great add-on, um, and uh, it was kind of, kind of not just to get something just because we wanted like a bigger thing, um, but you know, honestly, our old projectors were like where like, you know, if a bulb went on that, it's like it, it was like towards the end of their life and we knew it was coming to that, that place. So um, we got it updated, but we got as big of screens we can so that, um, you know, as we are utilizing camera, um, it's actually bigger for, you know, uh, those seated in the balcony, seated in other places, um, you know, to try and make the best view in the room that we can. So that was really exciting. Um, and... Uh, it was also really fun watching the guys get a lift through those doors right there, which are like tiny, tinier than regular doors. 
Um, they were awesome. But anyhow, um, yeah, so we did that. We also, um, we got, uh, we upgraded our cameras. Um, we uh, replaced and upgraded the two cameras we had and added another one here in the sanctuary, um, which, uh, you know, really coming out of 2020, um, it's, it's just kind of evident that, like, the live stream is a really important part of everything that we do here, um, that people are, you know, either looking before they come to see what the church is like, or, you know, for those of you that stay connected when maybe you just can't make it, you know, or you're out of town or anything. And uh, so the cameras that we, we had before that, like, we had originally gotten them used, you know, and um, they were, you know, okay, but we're like, let's invest in something that is going to be really for the future. Um, so we, we updated that, and that's been really, really exciting. It also adds uh, another, like, easy way to just get people plugged in on our production team, which is awesome, um, you know, to come and jump on a camera. So if you, if you like, sh- you know, filming at all, we'd love to have you. Uh, if you just like, you know, filming people with your phone or something, we'll give you a, a bigger camera to do it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, also another one is we added, um, uh, the acoustic panels that you see around you, those gray panels, um, which has been on my wish list for a long time. Um, and that's really a way to just, um, kind of allow it so that everyone gets a good, clear sound, you know, um, it's really important. A lot of, most of what we do here at the basis is that like we're hearing things, right? Um, we need to hear the word. We need to hear the lyrics. We need to hear things intelligibly. Um, and that's really what that's about so that, you know, people, both you during worship and during the message, you know, you're hearing what's coming out of the speakers and not, not everything that's bouncing around the room. So that's been on my wish list for a little while. Uh, the funny story is when we got, when we took, got rid of the pews and went to chairs, uh, somehow it was even more reverby in here or something. So it was like, okay, let's fix this now. And that was really an uh, awesome project. Um, and uh, something uh, exciting, too, um, uh, if you guys are starting to get to know Josh Rudder, who came on staff with us just kind of at the end of last year, who was leading worship with us here. Um, Josh uh, is someone we've had a relationship with since the Westmoreland Night of Worship at the Palace. Um, 20- 2019. 19. Yeah, back in 2019. He was a part of that, and um, he was a huge part of that, and we've had a relationship since, and... Um, you know, been friends since, and then, uh, you know, he's been connected to Calvary, and we brought him on as uh, a staff worship leader here. Um, he started, yeah, so um, it's really awesome to have him and his family with us, really, really exciting. So those are, like, a few things that have happened, and I also have a few stats real quick that I wanted yeah. to share that are cool things, because we can go, I can go into the interwebs and look up stats on our live stream. Um, and so I found this cool one that it was live stream hours viewed. So the whole year, how many hours were viewed on both YouTube and Facebook? And it was 2,530 hours were viewed throughout the whole year of our live stream, which is pretty, pretty awesome. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I thought it would just be really fun to look at. I looked up the stats of we make a little message clip every weekend or every week from the service. And so I looked up of what was our most popular message clip and we thought it'd be cool to look at it to see who the winner is who who got it who was the speaker who got it so let's take a look I have it to share so let's take a look at it right now and see who won Jesus knew the next couple hours or days that he would be going to the cross the greatest act of love the world has ever seen and in light of that Jesus prays for us but Jesus doesn't pray for us 
to have more faith. Jesus doesn't pray for us to have earthly riches and wealth. Jesus doesn't pray for us to be a part of the same political party, to view, this, to view the economy the same way, to view gas prices and what is taking place the same way. Jesus didn't pray for us to have the same views on all the social issues, the racial issues. Jesus didn't even pray for us to join the same church or denomination. Jesus prayed for us to be one, to become one and have one purpose. That's what Jesus prayed for in John 17, that we would become one so that we can know him and make him known. That's Michael Cole, Michael Cole is the winner. Well done. Welcome to, well done. Michael's going to become a father this week. We're so excited. That's going to be awesome. Now, uh, Pastor Jason, a few other things I want to share. He's going to share, but uh, all of this, and you're going to hear some different things from different people, isn't to tout, hey, we're awesome or we're amazing. Um, as I mentioned, our mission is really clear and it's important, and we celebrate what we're doing and we evaluate what we're doing according to that mission. It is biblical to evaluate. You might be like, that's horrible. How can you evaluate what God is doing? It helps us do it better. That's why we are doing updates in the sanctuary. Not because this is the way it's gonna be forever, but because we wanna keep doing it better so that more and more people can hear the message of Jesus. And uh, that's why we do this. And uh, you, have, you have a really cool story to share. You can share that story with us. Oh, uh, yeah, so I have uh, stor- stories, I stories. guess. Because um, uh, Nick had kind of asked us for like a story or stories from last year. And I was kind of thinking about that, and it wasn't just like one story, but to me, the best stories were just all the people, uh, uh, the people that have come beside us and come beside me and kind of helped in unique ways. Um, you know, my heart is that, you know, uh, as a worship and arts pastor, is that I can connect people that have, you know, unique abilities and gifts and passions and skills, you know, in the kingdom of God. Um, and of course, I love to do that through music because that's my thing, but I feel like over this year, there's been a lot of other ways with just people with, uh, you know, uh, other abilities that, I've, you know, we've gotten to partner with. Um, you know, if you know uh, Josh, those of you know Josh Federhoff, who um, is up there running live stream, and there you go, take a bow, Josh. Um, uh, running live stream and running cameras, and Josh uh, comes from, you know, professionally, he does video work, um, and uh, he does a lot of studio video work and a little bit of live. And I kind of convinced him, like, hey, can you come help us with our live stream? And uh, he's been helping us a lot with that because he brings knowledge. Um, when we hung the acoustic treatment in here, um, I went to uh, Matt Whiteman, our, our sound guy there, who's an engineer, and Wayne Baker, who's on guitar, who's a CAD designer. Because I said, I know how many we need to put here, but I'm, not, I'm probably not going to put them straight. So you, we got an engineer and a CAD designer. You guys make them straight. And they came here, and I mean, it was almost one day. They hung all of these, and they're like actually straight in this weird room. Perfectly if, spaced. Yeah. If I had done it, it would not be. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Lucas Fidazzo, who's working on our, uh, our booth build there, and uh, Lucas and Steve Bear, who's a part of our, our congregation, are the con- contractors. And it's awesome to have them because you don't want me to be cutting the concrete or building those things. They're building, they're bringing those things. Um, and a continued one, Jason Lafredo, who's right here. Jason Lafredo, who in all of these projects that we're doing, um, he's helped so much. His More, fingerprints are in everything. In everything. We've lost count of the hours that he's put in running cables in here and, and hooking us up with things. Maria could probably estimate. Um, but... <laughs> You all know, you know, I'll know Jason as Royal Rangers. He put so much into that. But behind the scenes, 
Um, he has connected more cables in both of these buildings than anyone else and, and put so much into it. And I'm just so grateful for those people and how they yeah. partner with me and partner yeah. with us. And what we're what are some things you're looking forward to this year? Um, yeah, so obviously uh, the, the elephant in the room, right? We have a booth that we're building right, right now. I thought that was our, um, our, 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 uh, I thought it was our penalty box. If you go, if you don't worship, if you don't worship, if you go over time, if I go over time, if it hits twelve o'clock, you go in the twelve in the penalty booth. (laughs) I mean, we can we can build that too. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the sound booth is a project we've been working on for a while now because obviously we we had our soundboard moved down here, but cables were in the way and stuff like that. So. Uh, this week, cables aren't in the way anymore. That's awesome. Yeah. So this week, uh, Lucas and Steve were working on that, cut the concrete and tore everything up. And uh, they put conduit in there. And they're also building a booth here. Um, and I'll tell you what, they busted their butt this week. They did a lot. Um, and uh, that allows us to fix the problem we have now, right? And to make a better setup. But my hope is that you know, someday when we hand things off to the, you know, the next generation is that we're giving them something that sets them up, you know, better for everything here too. And I, I hope, I hope that it does that. Um, and you know, one of the things that we also want to grow, two things that I want to grow this year, um, is our digital front door, which is kind of like our digital presence because, um, you know, that's very important since, uh, uh, 2020 and everything. Um, I heard it said really well, that, you know, as far as, like, connecting with new people, um, a pastor somewhere said there are no blind dates anymore in the church, that nobody comes here without looking us up online first, you know, kind of like a dating app, right? Um, and so I want to continue to grow through our live stream and our, our website of our digital front door so that, you know, as people are checking out Calvary, that they get a picture of what we are, and it's inviting. And then uh, also working with Rosemary, our youth director, to, to grow and connect with youth worship and stuff there. Um, I know that was an important part of my life growing up, and uh, we've been talking about how we, we want to grow that and, you know, bridge a connection, right, between uh, uh, grown-up worship and, and youth yeah. worship, you know, together. That's exciting. So many exciting things, and we're just grateful to be part of a church that values worship and makes that a priority, and thank you for all you do. And uh, we got some other updates we want to share. Pastor Ron, of course, can't be here because he's over in the other building with all the kids. You might not know this. We have, on a given Sunday, 60, 70, 80 kids over there uh, in environments just for them where they're getting to be in age-specific groups, worship Jesus, hear a lesson, have some fun. And uh, he does so many great things in his team. And uh, he's not able to be here in person, so he has a quick video. So here's a quick video update from Pastor Ron. Hello, Calvary Church. It's me, Pastor Ron, and I'm here to give you a report of what has happened in the last year with the kids' ministry over in the other building. Now, I kind of feel like uh, this is happening. Your kids are soft. <laughs> you lack discipline. But I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kimflip to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. So here's some major highlights for you, the church family. We changed how we did Easter. Um, in the past, we would do eggs in the yard, pick up the eggs, and you get candy. And this year, we're like, no, we need to get a character out, like run around, and we're going to get muddy in the mud, and we're going to go run around, and we're going to chase Pastor Nick while he jumps around in a rabbit suit. Like, that sounds like fun. We did that this year. 
and we're gonna do it again this year. So make sure you sign up. You can do that um, online. Ping. And then we also changed how we did Christmas. But this year we gave kids a video that they could listen to while Pastor Nick does his adult message with you and the kids got to experience Jesus on their level with you in service on your level and it was a big deal because at the end of the day, we're all about leading you and your child into an overflowing life with Jesus. That's how we're doing it. And then, guess what? I went to Alaska. That was awesome, because I got this guy. Boom! Big fish. He was on. Took 14 minutes. Oh, my arm was hot. But while I was there, I built some awesome relationships, played with kids, and guess what? They asked me to come back. That's right, they asked me to come back and specifically to do a vacation Bible school for the kids in Nome and Chetulik. So this year, guess what's gonna happen? That's right, a team of our kids ministry leaders are going all the way back to Alaska to teach the little children about Jesus. So that's gonna happen. And this year we're seeing that there is amazing growth with our Royal Rangers program and our girls ministries program. I had the awesome privilege of going to girls ministry retreat and being the guest speaker and seeing how things work. We came back, we changed a bunch of things, we, we equipped our leaders, we empowered our leaders, and we're seeing Royal Rangers do some awesome things like fishing, like kayaking, like retreating. The girls ministries, they're doing crafting, they're doing uh, girling. You know, I don't really know because I'm not a girl that goes to that class. But the one thing that is happening is Jesus, helping them to learn how to live life with Jesus, making decisions with Jesus in mind. But the most important thing that we can share with you about the updates of Calvary Kids is how we are doing altar calls for our kids. Check out this bit, boom, right? Look here, these kids are talking to Jesus, not just any talking, not just saying, hey, I like you, you're awesome. These kids right now are specifically saying, Lord, what is your calling in my life? That's right, calling. What is it that you want me to do when I grow up? Because the reality is, God has a calling for all of us. And it's never too late to be who God has called you to be. And we're teaching these kids to come to Jesus to ask big questions, not little questions. To do big things for the kingdom, not little things. And just because we are small doesn't mean we serve a small God. And that's what we're teaching at Calvary Kids. So I want to just thank all of you for praying for Calvary Kids, believing in what we can do, and supporting our ministry. So I want to give a high five to all the moms and dads. Go ahead, put your hands up right now. Here it comes. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, Mr. Scott, what was that? Ew. Well, until next time, everybody say, Bye, Pastor Juan. So we have kids that gather every Sunday and Wednesday nights on our property, and man, God is doing some great things. But you might not know this, maybe you do. We also have Calvary Preschool Center, hundreds of kids that come every week uh, in our family center for preschool, for kindergarten, for childcare. And our preschool director, Jamie Weaver, is up here. And uh, give it up for Jamie. And uh, man, she's just doing an incredible job leading preschool. Jamie, share with us some exciting things God has done this last year. 
Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of facility updates uh, on the building itself. Um, we got a new fire alarm system put in and new mag locks on all the doors, which increases our safety and security. Um, we've got new floors in the hallways and then new carpet in all of the classrooms got replaced. And so the facility just looks brand new and really great. Um, but we've also had a lot of staffing changes. Um, over the summer, we hired a whole bunch of new teachers and teaching assistants. Uh, the one place we were still kind of struggling to find somebody was in the administrative assistant position. Um, but we realized that that in the past, the way that it was working wasn't really effective anymore and that we needed something kind of different. So um, along with the school board, we decided that we wanted to hire an assistant director to not only be in the office and help me with the management day to day, um, but also somebody who could jump into a classroom and could take over for somebody who wasn't there that day um, and just really help leading the preschool center uh, alongside me. So we hired an assistant director. Um, her name is Julia Brown. And right from the moment that we got her application, we knew there was something really special about her. And um, she kind of uh, very persistently and aggressively um, pursued the position. So uh, just getting to interview her right off the bat, we knew she was going to be a great fit. And she's been doing an awesome job. So that's been So many cool great. things. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you heard uh, Jason, Jamie, you know, there are a lot of facility updates uh, that have happened. Uh, if you see it, when you came in, there's a vision booklet. It has some different stats and different things. And over this last year, uh, you're going to hear that a lot because we've spent between the school and church over $460,000 on surplus projects. Those weren't things that we financed or, you know, went into debt on. Those are things that we used as surplus. And this, our facilities, we've been here for 51 years, have desperately needed uh, updating. And we're so fortunate to be able to, to make it brand new. I mean, that building was built in 1974, so right. it, it needed to be brand new. And uh, yep. we still have new lights coming we here do. in the next month or so, too. That's our next uh, big project is we're going to update all the lighting in the building to LEDs, which yeah. is going to make a huge difference in the way that it looks. So Exciting. It's pretty yeah, cool. Really great. Can you share with us any stories uh, you have from this past year? So um, something that we tried this year that was a little different and we've never done it before is to have our Christmas program for the kids in the sanctuary of the church uh, during the evening um, so that we could open it up to all the families and it wasn't just limited to people who could come during the day or in the morning. And uh, I mean, it blew me away how many people we got that night. And that led to an opportunity for us to actually invite preschool families to come and join us for our Christmas Eve service here at Calvary Church because that's something that's always been really important to us is to integrate our faith with education that we're providing for these kids and um, to have that opportunity to build a bridge between the church and the preschool center just made so much sense. It was awesome to see so many. Uh, that was such a huge win, uh, having kids, to be able to, for me and my wife, to be able to come to the Christmas program. It was pretty cool. So what are you looking forward to 2023? Well, we got some big changes coming still. Um, so something that the preschool center has never had before in the 49 years that they've existed is a, an infant class. Um, so what we're going to be doing is updating one of our rooms so that it will include cribs and uh, feeding station and things like that for babies to come anywhere from six weeks to 12 months old. Um, so that's really exciting. That's so, so awesome. Incredible. And uh, what's, what's really neat, if, if you're not uh, aware of this, like this is open to, to anyone. 
So if someone yeah. wanted, was interested in infant care, we have full-day kindergarten classes, preschool, sure childcare. Yep. How would they uh, get in touch with preschool, find out about all that stuff? Well, you can email us at info at calvarypreschoolcenter.com. You can visit the website. You can stop by anytime. You can call us. Um, we're always there. Always there. And the website's calvarypreschoolcenter.com. So if you just go online, you can see all the information about all those classes. And we're so excited to see what God has in store for our school. And uh, how, many, how many kids are in the, in the program, just so people have context? Uh, currently enrolled, we have 157, I think is what we're up to now. Pretty awesome. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Jamie, so much. Uh, God's doing some great things through Calvary Preschool Center. And uh, it's another way as a church that we actually get to help families and serve them and help them follow Jesus Um, because they're getting not just an education but also hearing God's word. Pastor Ron does chapels with the classes and it's an opportunity for them to grow closer to Jesus and for us to connect with new families which is pretty cool. Uh, Next update we want to share is with Pastor Michael. He did it via video because we weren't sure him and Amber would make it this far and they have. Congratulations. But uh, here's Pastor Michael's update that uh, we want to share with you this morning. Hey, Calvary, Pastor Michael, and I serve as our Connections Pastor. And before I share what God has done over the past year and what I'm praying and believing for in 2023, I wanted to share what a Connections Pastor is. Some of the areas that I oversee at Calvary are all of our adult life groups, starting point, first-time guests, guest services, and pastoral care. Over this past year, God has done some remarkable, and I mean remarkable things, and answered many of our prayers. And I wanted to share just two moments as I've reflected over this past year that God has done those remarkable things. In February of 2022, we had a prayer answered through the Pendell School of Ministries internship program. We were informed that a gentleman named Colin Jones asked to intern with Pastor Nick and myself from February until May. Colin helped in the beginning of his internship. Pastor Nick organized the Big Serve in the summer. Then he transitioned to started serving alongside our guest services teams. Over that time period, we noticed his heart for the guest experience, for people to experience Jesus and getting people connected to a community of believers. Fast forward a little bit to Easter Sunday, and we proposed the idea of Colin serving as our guest services director, overseeing our entire guest service team. As of November 12th, 2022, Colin stepped in as our guest services director. If you have yet to meet Colin or his family, I encourage you to do so. What an incredible blessing he and his family are to our church family. We both believe and have a heart that the guest experience starts at the street and ends in the seat. No matter how long you've attended Calvary, whether this is your first Sunday with us or maybe your 10th year with us, we want to have you to have an incredible experience so that you can experience Jesus in a real tangible way every Sunday. Our mission at Calvary is to lead people into an overflowing life with Jesus. And that doesn't just happen in the sanctuary, but it can also happen in the foyer or even in the parking lot. I'm excited to see what God does through Colin and our entire guest service teams this year as he leads those teams as the guest services director. And another area of connections that I wanted to highlight is this, that over the last year, we have seen 108 first-time guests enter through our doors. You might think to yourself, wow, Over 100 first-time guests, or that's just a number. On both ends of the spectrum, you would be right, but it's actually much bigger than that. That is 108 individuals and or families that we can help them experience Jesus in a real way. Those are people that God loves so much and maybe have never heard that before. 
We all have been given an opportunity to share that news with those guests. What I find so encouraging is that almost half of those 108 guests now call Calvary home. That's because of our incredible church family, leaders, team members, and staff. We get the privilege and opportunity to care for those individuals and their families, help them get more connected to the body of Christ, and ultimately grow in their faith and experience Jesus. Those are just two of the multitude of moments that I've seen God move this past year. But I also believe that God doesn't stop answering prayers, but God continues to answer prayers. And I wanted to share with you a few things that I'm praying and believing for in 2023 for Calvary Church. Number one is this, that I can serve Colin and our guest services teams as we continue to get better in the area of hospitality. Something that we want to achieve this year is re-engaging our parking team. This will help the area of first impressions and make people feel seen and loved even when they're in the parking lot. Number two is to continue to grow and serve our life groups and also life group leaders. We have an incredible collection of leaders that take time every single week to pray, prepare, and serve those that are a part of their community. Our leaders and groups meet every week, bi-weekly, or even some monthly, and there have been some incredible stories this past year. But I want to challenge all of us with this question. What would it look like if we had over 50% of our church connected to a life group? Again, my goal is not numerical. My goal is for people to experience a life transformation inside a community of believers. And I'm believing God for a life change to happen inside our life group ministry. And lastly, I'm excited about is our church family to feel more cared for and seen than you are now. Over this past year, we have made changes and tweaks to our pastoral care process. And in 2023, I want to make sure every single person who calls Calvary home feels loved, is seen, and is cared for. Would you take time this year to pray with me for those things for our church family? Number one is this, that we can increase the level of hospitality so people can experience Jesus in a real way. Number two is people are connected to a community of believers. And number three is that everyone that calls Calvary home feels loved, seen, and cared for. Thank you so much, Calvary. Thank you for the honor to serve as a staff pastor and serve each of you. And I can't wait to see what God does in 2023. Well, now we have uh, our wonderful youth director. You get to hear from her last Sunday, Rosemary Hook. Give it up for Rosemary today. Hello, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, so blessed to have you uh, on the team. Share with us a little bit, what's God doing with Calvary students? So over this past year, um, we've, wow, we've done so many things uh, that were firsts. Um, we had a Kennywood day that I planned with other local youth groups um, where we went to Kennywood for a Saturday and we called it Youth Takeover. And it was great. There was a lot of connections that happened there with the kids in my group and the kids in other local youth groups. And the youth pastors just kind of got to decompress and relax and have fun with their students for the day. Um, that was super exciting. We do youth camp every year, um, but this past year was a little unique. I only had a couple of kids that signed up to go, so we had room in our dorm room uh, for a couple of students that didn't have a youth pastor, so they kind of were under my care for the week, and I texted the staff freaking out at first, and I'm like, I have these random kids, and I don't know them. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, and they're like, it's gonna be great. God's gonna move and I'm like I hope so 
<laughs> and he did, and it was great. And I'm still connected with those kids. They text me and they reach out because they're still, unfortunately, without a youth pastor. But they live too far away to travel here for our youth group. But we've been walking through different devotionals and things together um, with those kids. And it's just cool to have, like, that connection and kind of be able to lead them from a distance. I feel like it was a very integral move on God's yeah. part. Um, another exciting thing is we have some new volunteers in Calvary Youth, which is exciting. Um, Alyssa and Micah Cordera, I don't know if they're here today, but um, they're members of our congregation that reached out and they stepped in and they stepped up. They immediately started to connect with the teens and the teens love them. And it's just, it's going really well. It's awesome. going really That's awesome. well. What are you looking forward to in 2023? So in 2023, Pastor Jason kind of already stole my thing, but... We'll forgive him for that. We'll give him a little bit of grace. But it is the youth worship band. So I don't know if you guys can tell or not, but worship is a huge part of my soul. It is something that I love, and it is like my most intimate moment with God. And I'm so excited to be able to get that in youth group and let the kids kind of experience that live presence of worship and just to feel the spirit move. And I'm so excited to get that up and running and have kids lead other kids in youth worship. And that's just the one so thing. When, tell us a little about Calvary students. When do you meet? How could people get information if they're interested? So we meet every Sunday evening from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. over in the uh, large gathering room in the family building. Um, if you want to get connected, you can email me at rosemarys at calvaryirwin.com. You can get a hold of me by calling the church number here, and they will send you to my extension. I don't remember what it is. I think it's three. But if you get Pastor Michael instead, he'll send you my way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so we meet every Sunday evening, and that's from 6 to 8 p.m. in the LGR. That's awesome. We're so grateful for all you're doing for Calvary students. Thank you, Rosemary. Thanks. Right, can you get up for Rosemary this morning? And uh, we want to kind of wrap this up, and, and if you're like, I'm, you're drawing on, I'm getting bored, I'm sorry. We just are really excited about what God has done, and I wanted you to get to hear that straight from the people who are leading it. Uh, and as we, before we wrap up, I just want to share one last kind of update I think is really awesome, is our Calvary Cares campaign. And uh, next week, we're going to be introducing all of our new projects, but there's some just really neat things that God continues to do through our Calvary Cares campaign. And I'm not gonna go on and on. I could share tons of stories and you heard some from some of our trips. Uh, this last year we had uh, four trips go, which that was uh, the most we've ever had. This year we have five trips going, which is the most we've, we've ever had, which is awesome. Um, what I'm most proud of is just how generous our church is. And uh, there are ways that you are generous as a church that we can't tangibly uh, measure because it's in your workplace, it's in your neighborhood. And I think that's the best part. What we can measure uh, is just what we do through our projects and through our campaign. With Calvary Cares, you might not know this, but we have projects we introduce, which we're starting next week. We'll be introducing the new ones. We have care partners that we support who are taking the gospel to all the ends of the earth. Uh, we, we do crisis care. We help families locally work through different struggles they're having financially. We have church care where we come alongside churches and just help celebrate them and support them. We have community care where we come along local organizations to help them. Uh, so we do a lot outside the walls of our church, what we're talking about, right? Um, and this is what I love. This last year, our total income as a church, excluding the preschool, okay, that's kind of separate, just the church, we had over $660,000 come through our church, which is just awesome. I'm so grateful for that. Of that 666000 you see in your booklet, over 240000 was given away through our Calvary Cares campaign. That's over 36% of our budget that we said we're gonna give. Why? why, why? That sounds stupid. <laughs> like, why would you do that? 
Because Jesus has called us to be generous. He's called us to not just say it. He's called us to model it. And you might be like, man, this church is all about money. We're not all about money. We are all about giving it away. Um, And not in a bad way, not in a careless way, in a very intentional, strategic, God-inspired, Holy Spirit-led way. And next week, we're gonna be introducing projects. Those projects aren't just willy-nilly, like we just came up with projects, let's see where we, no, these are projects that have been processed, uh, prayed over, and decided upon, and we are so excited. And um, this is what we're doing through our Calvary Cares campaign. So thank you for giving uh, through our Calvary Cares campaign. Thank you for being part of it. And and, uh, in the coming weeks, you'll get to see more exciting things happening, but if you go to calvarycarescampaign.org, you can see uh, some of that. Uh, we're gonna have some stuff in the foyer you'll start to see kind of changing with Calvary Cares and just some really neat things coming and we're pumped about that. Uh, as we kind of wrap up today, um, I wanna pray. You know, we can share these wins and celebrate what God's doing and look forward to the future and we, we can do all of that stuff and be like, okay, I feel better, let's go eat lunch, I'm, I'm done. But I don't wanna just step into the future, into 2023, Because all that we've talked about, like God's gonna go even further this year. I know it, because that's what God does. God's gonna stretch us, he's gonna push us, and he's gonna do something that only he receives credit for. But I don't wanna do it on my own. I love what Moses said in uh, Exodus 33. As God said, I'm gonna call you guys to this place and I wanna lead you. And, And Moses said, don't send us up from here if your presence doesn't go with us. Um, my prayer is we, is we can, we're, we're part way into 2023, but as we step into all that God has in store, my prayer is that as you go to work, as you kids go to school, as you go throughout your neighborhood, as you, as you go throughout your life, as, as we do different things as a church, that, that everything we do, that, that his presence would go with us. I don't wanna step out of this moment without his presence. So I wanna pray that God's presence would just go with us as we step into this new year. And uh, just as a reminder for a catalyst, hang around and uh, we'll have some instructions for you for that. So uh, let's pray this morning and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap up. God, I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you for your presence and your spirit. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are good. As we sang earlier, Lord, we don't just sing it, we don't just say it, but we have experienced it. Lord, in this last year, you have proven your faithfulness and your goodness time and time again. Lord, in moments where things could be scary, uncertain, moments, Lord, where things seem dire even, Lord, you have shown yourself faithful and you are good. God, as we step into a new year, as we step into all that you have in store, Lord, the dreams and the visions you have given us, Lord, the things that, Lord, you've put on our radar that you want us to do. God, I pray that you don't just send us to do those things on our own, but God, Don't send us out from here if your presence doesn't go with us. God, we need your presence. Lord, as we go throughout our lives individually, as we, God, uh, reach our world, as we step out of our walls to show your love to this world, God, don't send us out from here if your presence doesn't go with us. God, let your face shine upon us. Grant us peace. God, grant us your presence. Thank you, God, for all that you're doing. Thank you for what we get to celebrate. We worship you and give you praise and glory for all that you've done. And God, we give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. 
On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.